the divine portal between the spiritual and earthly realms. Our power comes in the realization and anchoring of this divine connection. In this podcast, I intend to shed the light of awareness on this for all women who feel called to step into this transformative process. Becoming the wild woman is awakening of the primal feminine embodiment within us all. The feminine energy has been suppressed within humanity for a long time, and right now we are experiencing a rising of the feminine energy and a beautiful balancing of our divine masculine and feminine. Within this, we are leaning into our divine feminine awakening and the ancestral and intuitive wisdom within us. It's our time to rise up into our divine power and sovereignty as women and mothers. In this podcast, we explore all the traumas and energy healing around us and within us that affect us in our pregnancy, parenting, and relationships. Our spiritual journey is the journey back to our sovereignty and self-power. Together, we discuss all these areas and get raw and wild in our healing and the transformation individually and as a collective consciousness. Welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wild Woman Motherhood. This is Jess, and I'm your host. Um, I appreciate all of you continuing to listen to these podcasts. And this one is going to be particularly difficult to get through, but it's a story that I wanted to share, especially in this space, as I speak about birth traumas and um, really liberating ourselves from the medical system in order to get back to our power in our bodies and in birth and in our reproductive health. Um, So this podcast is my own story, and it is the story about a recent miscarriage that I had. And it was a few weeks ago now. I wasn't sure if I'd be really ready to talk about it yet or if I was wanting to share at all, but I decided that I am ready and I I think it's important to be able to share these stories and being in the birth space myself and motherhood space, I of course feel the draw and pull to share my own experiences and hopefully that allows other women to be able to empower themselves as well and maybe feel inspired in some way or or reach out to me to do a a, a, a birth trauma session so we can talk about anything that's happened to you in regards to your pregnancies, whether it be miscarriage, abortion, a trauma from your birth experience, postpartum, whatever it may be. Those are, those are the sessions I want to open up and, and allow these spaces for women to just speak and simply sharing your experience is a healing in itself. It doesn't have to be 
these big meditative journeys, diving into the chakras and all of that stuff, which is very beautiful and effective in its own right. Um, but healing can be just as simple as someone being able to listen to you and you being able to freely express your story uninterrupted and to feel the understanding and compassion of an individual, someone just listening to you and you're able to express that freely. So that is what this is going to be for me. And I hope that others can maybe find some healing or inspiration through this to reach out to me or simply speak to a friend or whatever you would choose to express yourself as well. So as I said, this was a few weeks ago and um, I've, I know I've shared before that I got divorced this year. Um, there was a, a guy that I had been seeing since last fall. It was really um, intense relationship, I guess you could say, with its struggles along the way. Um, but we really had quite a spiritual connection, I guess you could say, more spiritual than anything else. Um, so our pull toward each other was very strong. And about a month, well, it would have been about a month and a half ago, almost, probably two months ago. Yeah, a month ago or so um, is when I found out I was pregnant. And of course, in getting divorced and this being a new relationship, there was a, a variety of emotions that came up for me. Um, obviously, one being fear and worry of what are others going to think about me getting pregnant with a new boyfriend so quick after divorce. Um, and you know, all of the, all of the, the fear of judgments and criticisms that come from that. And within that reflection, my thoughts of terminating a pregnancy came up. And this was a very humbling experience because I have gone back and forth many times on the topic of abortion. I have always been one who says a woman's body is her body and, and no one should be forcing her either way to do one way or another. And I don't think any government should have an involvement in this, in this space at all. It shouldn't even be a political topic, in my opinion. Historically, women's work has been women's work. There's always been access to pregnancy termination techniques through throughout history. This isn't a new offering that, that the medical system gives. There's this stigma around it that if the medical system didn't provide you a source for a safe abortion, that we would be having abortions on the street and women die. Now, while that did happen 
there are many instances that that did happen. What we need to have a greater awareness of is why it happens and what leads women to this space of seeking an alley abortion, essentially, which is what happens it, mostly throughout the 70s and I think 80s, probably 60s, 70s, 80s. And what really brought that into the light is this new feminism idea of not only one, the shame of, of getting pregnant too young outside of a marriage, newly, like, like in my situation, newly out of a divorce, a really fresh relationship, the, the fear of judgment of somebody else. And those things can really drive you to, to make in, it can cause you to make quick decisions without really thinking about the, the retribution of those situations, of those decisions. So a young girl, for example, terrified of her parents finding out or not wanting the board for whatever it may be, a religious family where she would be basically kicked out of her family or church or something for being pregnant. The choices that someone makes in that situation is not conscious. It comes from a very unconscious fear-based place. And not that I'm saying every decision for an abortion is from a fear-based place, but I will say most of them do come from worrying about your status in the world, whether it be you think that you won't be able to have a career if you have this child, or you won't be able to go to college, or you won't do this or that, or the judgment of society and being a single mom at a young age, or, or even in my situation, feeling like I couldn't have it possibly with this partner or whether it wouldn't work out with this partner if I would end up doing it on my own. How would I do that? Would I be okay with this new baby on my own? And after so much turmoil in my mind, I came to that to this to, to the conclusion that yes, I would be okay on my own. Am I financially stable at the moment? No. Is that scary? Yes. But at the end of the day, I did want this baby. As unconventional and weird as this situation could have been, I realized I would still very much enjoy another child. So I made peace with the idea of not having the father involved if he chose not to. And I am probably opposed in that idea of prior to a baby coming into this world and prior to making the decision of whether or not you should abort or, or terminate a pregnancy, I do also believe that the father 
can also freely make his decision of whether he wants involvement or not. And if he chooses early on, he does not want to be a father or does not want to father this baby, I do not think there should be any forced child support or forced efforts to get him involved if he truly does not want it. Now, at that point, he should be removed from your life as the mother if you are choosing to then keep the baby. And and, at that point, you then are the one who gets to decide whether you want to keep the baby or adopt possibly that was something that came into my mind as well i actually did seek out resources on on adoption but in the end i i I couldn't i couldn't fathom carrying my baby birthing that baby and then giving that baby to somebody else as selfless as it seems it's not in me to give my child away i'm just not i've i've i mean that's why i started going into the birth space because I love motherhood and I love birth and I love everything about it. And the idea of giving up my own child was would tear me apart. And understanding that the, the father can also choose to be out means that they are forever out. They should sign away their rights and not ever come back trying to be in the life of that child because they made that decision early on that they didn't want it. And then now the decision is on the woman, the mother, who is the fierce powerhouse of motherhood, parenthood. She is the nurturer, the the lover, the divine creator of new life. And I feel with such passion that that is a big purpose of women in this planet and not seeing any birth as bad or some sort of block in your life or something that will ruin your future in any way. Will it add challenges to your life? Absolutely. But everything is a challenge in this life. That's the point of the human experience. And through our greatest struggles come our greatest gifts to the world. And that is one one huge takeaway I've taken away, I've taken from this is the wisdom in, in this experience that I can now share with you in experiencing this miscarriage at home. I did not seek any medical care. Um, <clears throat> and we are then able to bring more community around women and mothers for that support system and and not dealing with it 
alone. I was, I shouldn't say I was alone. I was alone physically. I did have one friend I hung out with, um, which actually was a bad choice because I went on a little hike and then I ended up bleeding quite a bit after that, but I'll get there in a minute. But I had the, the birth school space uh, of community to speak to. So I felt supported in my decision to stay home. And I had resources from my birth school to, to have the knowledge of what is normal, what is something that could be causing, that could be more serious as in seeking emergency care. And being someone who has had three children, two of them at home, I also have an enough understanding of the amount of bleeding that comes after birth. Um, because essentially a miscarriage should be treated as a, 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 it's a loss. However, after you're still in a postpartum state. So that amount of rest and care should be similar to your postpartum experience. Um, meaning you should rest as much as possible. Bleeding can continue for a while, weeks after. <clears throat> and if you're not aware of these things, it can be very scary, the amount of blood and cramping and discomfort that comes with it because it is very uncomfortable um, and painful at times emotionally and physically. It's a very emotionally, can be a very emotionally traumatizing situation. Again, where these, these birth trauma sessions that I offer can come, it's not even always after a birth. You can have these traumatic experiences with miscarriage and abortion as well both of which can be very emotionally traumatizing to a woman and physically stressful, which we don't give enough space for. It's kind of one of those like, don't talk about it. It's juju we don't want to talk about. <laughs> but it's those really tough experiences that we really need to talk the most about being able to face our painful experiences is where our growth comes. That's where our struggles bring us out into this beautiful light of understanding. That's really the path of enlightenment is through the challenges and coming out on the other side. And what did you learn from that? So when thinking about these experiences now, abortion and miscarriage, the first thing is a level of awareness and understanding of what they are, how it works, what to expect, certainty in the decision that you're making if you choose abortion. Because I know two women just off the top of my head who have told me terrible stories around it and how traumatizing it was to them and the regret that you feel afterwards. Even now after a miscarriage, I just have those thoughts in my head of like, what could this baby have been? What if it didn't pass? But that also is, is where we need to kind of 
also have the awareness that loss is a natural part of the reproductive cycle. It's loss is a part of life. Life and death are two sides of the same coin. Life is a soul arriving into this realm through the portal of the feminine body. And death is the exiting of a soul. Death doesn't exist in the in the spiritual reality. We're we're just coming in and out of a door to the earth realm. The physical body is what leaves, but the souls will continue in new bodies. The energy of a of a being continues to come in and out of the spiritual realm. So <clears throat> I'm sorry. <clears throat> So my actual experience here, I'll speak to it here briefly. So just fair warning, I'm going to get a little detailed here just for the, for the awareness of, of what to expect. Um, so the miscarriage started with some light bleeding. It was like darker colored, um, almost like the dark spotting right before your period. <clears throat> so I know a little bit of blood can be normal. Usually it's like a light pink, which is more of a implantation bleeding. So that is a little more normal. This was much darker. And then after it continued for a day or two and then started to get a little bit more heavy, like a period. So I knew it was definitely, it definitely had to be the start of a miscarriage. So I allowed the process to go naturally and I think it was about the third or fourth day I started to get more tissue, we'll say, bigger kind of looks kind of more like blood clots that would come out. So that was the first sign that I knew this was definitely a miscarriage and that there was more there was more to it there was tissue tissue there was definitely cramping it was very uncomfortable i would occasionally get kind of dizzy i knew i had to just lay down and rest <clears throat> my body was definitely taking a toll and i laid in bed for a good day or two and then the next day is when I had quite a bit of blood come out and there was kind of a few pretty thick, heavy blood clots. Um, and one I thought was the cells of what would have been the fetus. It was much bigger than the rest and it, it was more uncomfortable when it came out. <clears throat> so. I had thought that that was the main passing because it kind of continued throughout the day. So two days later, I decided to go on a, a short hike with a friend. And at the end, I felt fine all day. I had water in the morning. I, there were no signs that I was, there wasn't much for bleeding that morning. <clears throat> I was feeling good. At the end of the hike, we got back and we were talking and we were kind of standing in the sun and then I just started to get really hot and dizzy. So I went into the bathroom and I, I thought I was going to pass out. I came out of the bathroom. I felt called to just lay on the ground. It had an, 
it was warm out, but there was a nice breeze. We were at the woods. So I, I just walked out of the bathroom and laid on the ground, um, which felt wonderful. I, I knew the healing energy of the planet. And that was literally just my instinct was to lay on the earth and feel her healing energy. Us as mothers connect with mother earth is a really beautiful exchange. And that was what I felt was right. So I just laid there and eventually I probably laid there for a good 15 minutes or so until I didn't feel she brought me my water. So I just laid there and drank water. And I eventually was able to get back up, went to my car. We said our goodbyes and I went home and I, I was planning to work that day, but decided to stay home. And I got up from a short nap. I had a lot of cramping. So I went to the bathroom and this was by far the heaviest and most painful of, of the week and a half or so of bleeding. And this is when I had a very large passing of what I now know was the fetus. Um, the early one must have just been blood, pretty heavy blood clot. Um, I actually kind of looked at this heavier piece that came out because it felt much bigger than anything else. And I could tell, I could make out small parts of, of what would have formed a fetus. And I knew that that this was the, the, the true passing of my baby or what would have been my baby. Um, and there was quite a bit of bleeding along there as well. The rest of the day I was cramping quite a bit and there was still some bleeding, a lot of kind of blood tissue and clots that came out over the next day or two as well. And then, and then it was just subtle after that, just like a light period for another several days. Like I said, it was probably a, a I'd say a couple weeks of, you know, light to really heavy bleeding. And I really couldn't do a whole lot in that time, time frame. I missed quite a bit of work time and I spent a lot of time in bed crying, mourning the situation, talking to friends who have had the same experience. I have one nurse friend who I talk to quite a bit. Um, just if anything, peace of mind of what was normal and what was not. So having those people to talk to is extremely important. You don't need to do this alone. Please don't do it alone. But I do strongly believe that it is best for you to do it at home. Um, because in reality, no, no doctor or midwife or anyone will be able to stop a miscarriage from happening. I do feel like it is, it's, it's very much a, a divinely led situation and a natural part of our reproductive system. But that also leads me to if this is a continuing situation for you as in you've had many miscarriages and can't carry a regular ba a regular 
full-term pregnancy, you very likely have more underlying issues. And part of my focus moving forward is supporting women in miscarriage and abortion and also supporting women in dealing with infertility and focusing with regenerative healing and nutritional detox to cleanse and reset your system in order to carry a successful pregnancy. Because if you are not able to carry a baby, your body is not functioning at the optimal capacity that it is meant to. And usually this goes back to things like birth controls or many different products or or um, diet that has caused issues within your reproductive and endocrine and lymphatic systems. Does it always work? No, there's no guarantee, but there is absolutely ways to address continued miscarriage and the and, and infertility issues. Um, and the first thing I would say is birth control is a big one because you're basically teaching through birth control, it's basically teaching your body to reject pregnancy. So then when you try to get pregnant, your body will continue to reject pregnancy. So there's a deep level of detox and resetting that needs to take place so that you can successfully carry a healthy pregnancy, not just carry a pregnancy, but carry a healthy one for you and your baby. So this went a lot longer than I planned. I'm almost at my 30 minute mark here. So I'm going to leave it at that. Please reach out to me with any questions. If you want to set up a session, share your, share your experience, get some healing from a space of understanding and reflection, and we can identify where you're still hurt or traumatized or, or simply just being able to share your story. And if you'd like to work with me for infertility issues, regenerating the system in order to carry a baby, having the healthiest pregnancy possible, reach out to me anytime. You can now find me on Instagram at wild and raw wellness. That is now my, my business name. It's going to cover my regenerative services as well as my birth support services. And I will have a link of my email below as well. So you can email me anytime, find me on Instagram. And I appreciate all of you for listening and love and gratitude.